This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Welcome back to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name's Sean Clift. I'm joined again by my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson. Melanie, how are you? I'm very good, thanks, Sean. The sun is shining bright through the window and it's... It, it looks iridescent down there. It's a bit overcast up here in Brisbane. We need a bit of rain. Um, hey, another fantastic episode. Uh, we've got another guest joining us tonight. Melanie, another one of your contacts. Um, I think it's going to be a spiritual conversation. So, Mel, I'll throw to you to introduce our guest. Yes, it's great to welcome Lada to the podcast. And we're going to talk all things spiritual, but I'll throw it over to Lana to start off with what you're doing at the moment in terms of helping people. Hi, Mel and Sean. Thanks for having me here, guys. Hi, um, Lana. So basically, I'm a counsellor, number one. Um, but the spiritual side of that is I also read tarot cards, which I've been doing for about 20 years. Wow. So the counselling is actually more recent for me. Um, yeah. So what's your qualifications, Lana? You've got you've got um, university qualifications in counselling? I do, yeah. So I started off doing a Bachelor of Social Science a few years back. I did majoring in psychology and sociology. And then I did a Master's in counselling, which I recently finished well, a few years ago now, actually. Yeah. And so what sort of work are you doing now professionally? I'm a counsellor. I've actually just started my own practice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so yeah. what sort of... Um, you know, things you, uh, do you focus on anything or are you getting any particular kind yeah. of patients or things like that? Look, I, I'm trying to keep it sort of open and general and open to, to everyone at the moment, especially just starting out on my own. Prior to that, though, I have worked in the mental health industry for about five years at least. Um, so people from all walks of life, really. Uh, a couple of years ago, I worked with mostly women and children and families helping young kids as well. So I really love that. So that's some, you know, something I've always felt connected to having children of my own, being a mum. Yeah, I definitely felt that. that so how many, you've got yeah. three children? I do. Yes. Two girls and a little boy. Uh, uh, who's yeah. 18 uh, months old. So they keep me busy. I'm they sure they do. Busy. Yeah. And Lana, you had your latest bub like October, 2021. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty crazy time. <laughs> it was. It sure was. It was a very interesting time to have a baby or interesting time in general. But, yes, having a baby and doing the hospitals and all that sort of stuff uh, in the midst of, you know, COVID and all the lockdowns and everything, it was uh, interesting is a good word. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. would have been. <laughs> and you've been doing Taro long before you got into counselling. So how did you yeah. start with Taro? Um, tarot. I've got that pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Start, so, start so with I've tarot. Many I do tarot cards myself, but I'm um, yeah. How did you start with tarot, and how did that that lead to counselling? Yeah, look, I think it's always been an interest of mine. I've always been a spiritual person. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint an exact time, but I think it's since I was born, really. Um, tarot. I actually got into when I was about 15 years old. My sister gifted gifted me my first tarot deck at 15. And, um, yeah, I think she always knew I was, I was drawn to the esoteric and spiritual things in life because I had spiritual experiences from a very young age. Um, so I was always very drawn to it and, and it sort of evolved from there, you know. The whole spiritual path, I think, has evolved from there for me. But tarot, yeah, tarot is just something that I just absolutely loved. It's lots of fun. 
and it was something to play with, but now it's become even more than that. It's become quite a, a powerful tool that I can use. And it's, you know, reading tarot for people is quite similar to counseling. What, what's the similarities? Well, basically, you know, it's a, it's a form of therapy in a way, you know, you're, you're sitting down with someone, um, having a really personal chat a really personal conversation with them. They're telling you their, you know, challenges or problems that they're having or where they'd like some help in their life. And, um, in that way, it's pretty much counseling except I've got an extra tool in, under my belt that I can use, you know, and, and give those extra messages and really tap into someone who's already in that spiritual mind, frame of mind and very open-minded and, and more sort of willing to make those changes, I guess, when their messages are presented to them more clearly or in a different way. So as far as, as um, you know, Tara is not exactly, uh, you know, it's, it's, is it, a way of guiding people or is it um or, or is it is it a destiny what's your thoughts on that look that's a good question it can be it's both absolutely both um i remember having a reading done by a beautiful old woman years ago and she said to me everything here before she even did started reading my cards she said everything here is written in sand meaning that if you stay in the path that you're on right now everything that you see here today will come true but you have the power, you still have free will, as we all do. So if you don't like what you see, you have the power to change it. So it's a bit of a, a glimpse into the future if you stay on the on the path that you're on, but you have the, absolutely have all the power to change it, which is beautiful. So I think a lot of people might have that misconception that, you know, I'm gonna read your fortune and that's it, that's it's solid, you know. That's not the case at all. So that's why I love tarot because it is a wonderful tool um, we can ask any sorts of questions about the future or, you know, the present moment. Where, where can we uh, change things in the now as well? So it has all sorts of uses and people, you know, different charities have different styles and use it differently as well. Yeah. Lana, it's fair to say there's been an explosion in the topic of spirituality and it, including card reading and oracle cards. Absolutely. Well for years, uh, particularly over the last three years. What do you think that's about? Look, I could get, you know, there, there is the astrology side of it. We're in a, into a new age quite literally, you know, the age of Aquarius. So that's a very spiritual and humanistic um, sign as well. So we're in a new age, I think, as a society, as a world, but also I think people are sort of getting a bit fed up. I think we're evolving. I think everything that's happened in the past few years, people have sort of, you know, had to make a really, really serious life choice about, and, you know, it's made us all sort of wake up a little bit and make some really heavy choices for ourselves, you know, and I'm talking about, in, you know, internally, mentally. You know, the world is not quite what we thought it was, is it? You know, things have really changed dramatically. So, yeah, I think people are looking for answers. They're looking and looking within rather than, you know, seeking externally. People are starting to look within and realise, you know, actually maybe I have the answers within. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a bit, that's a really valid point. I mean, I would have called myself oh, completely atheist a, a mm -hmm. couple a couple of years ago um yeah. and and i guess i've sort of changed over the over the last period of time um you know to become to, to tap into that more spiritual side for myself too I, I don't really sort of follow any um uh you know orthodox religion or any sort of religious teachings or anything like that but for me i have done that over the last couple of years looked within myself really yeah. started to meditate and, and i guess a lot of people are finding that kind of spirituality. Is that something that you've experienced, Lana? Absolutely. Look, for me, spirituality has always been an individual path or journey. It's got nothing to do with religion, really. I mean, organized religion is very separate to 
spirituality itself because yeah. spirituality really is just about us as an individual um looking at our, our soul or our inner self our higher self our subconscious as Carl Jung's you know love to to explore so you know there's a psychological aspect to that as well which you know I, I say my website you know science and spirituality are two sides of the same coin to me you know every, you'll I see it as a mirror psychology and spirituality are almost mirror images of each other it's just the way a different way to describe it really so that sort of knowledge of self that having that trust in ourselves you know that's that's a huge journey and that's a very spiritual one you know I guess it's just maybe we we don't always think of it that way but it's absolutely a very individual unique experience definitely I think when people um you know go through some particularly troubling or challenging times in their life it is really when they do start to look inwards. I know that was my experience. And Mel, you and I have talked about this a lot. That was your experience as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I It's different for me. I, like Lana, I've been spiritual from a very young age. I've had mm -hmm. spiritual experiences. And that was the question I was going to ask you before, Lana. I think a lot of uh, people recall spiritual experiences when they're a kid, but they then they grow up and they get into their analytical mind and they start right. you know, yeah. trying to, and I think that's, that's the key that's always been from with me that spirituality and it's evolved into a lot more than that you know like I, I went right into to looking at it but I do think it's interesting particularly when you notice three or four year olds they're still really like the conversation oh, yeah. they have when adults are around and that it's it's all very it's like where did that come from like it's right. it, it it's yeah it's confirmed to me that they you know it's particularly young kids are really tapped into that and then of course through the schooling system and over time um you know we lose connection with that and i just wonder how it stays for some people and then how does it how does it change to being an atheist sean like how did that because i'm sure that as a kid you had those experiences in nature and yeah, yeah absolutely i think it's conditioning mel yeah um you know for me uh it was going to a Christian school and even though my family weren't really religious, it was, you know, it was a good school. So I went there. Um, and, and I don't begrudge the, the, um, you know, the Catholic system at all. I really enjoyed my time at school, but I think, um, you know, it's just a, for me, I think it's a conditioning thing. You know, you just sort of brought up to think, well, like, you know, there's there's the organized religions and that's what spirituality is so if you don't really want to follow that path then you're atheistic so i mean that's that's what i felt i was for pretty much most of my adult life a apart from you know i i had my own problems and and went through some very very trying and testing times and part of that healing journey for me was discovering uh, my spirituality and that's that's so, you know, I agree with Lana, it's got you know, nothing to do with religion for me at all. It's really about my own self and my own spirit, I guess. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask you, I remember when I, like I started coaching in the government when I was 25 and I had to, mm -hmm. part of my role, as I said, I was at a really highly stressful dealing with child separation and divorce. And I had to teach people self-awareness, how to develop self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was quite incredible to me to learn that that a lot of people don't have internal dialogue or they don't reflect on what's things that happen to them or 
understand what self-awareness is and and I, mm-hmm. I think that is it's hard to have a path to spirituality if you're you're not aware of how your, your internal monologue and and yeah I yeah. found that really interesting when I was young and I could not believe it I was like oh my god my, I'm always definitely yeah, yeah. So what have you come across that in your practice or in yeah your field absolutely absolutely all the time um they're the people who are really disconnected from themselves they sort of have, tend to have a victim mentality and why is this happening to me over and over and over again and it's again that lack of self-awareness and they and they the role that they play in that now that being said we all do that <laughs> myself absolutely. <laughs> you know? absolutely i'm not preaching i do the same thing but I, I always sort of come back to myself and go well hang on a sec you know have we done this before what are we are we doing something you know so it is that sort of, you know, I constantly remind myself of things that I tell my clients as well. You know, I'm human. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm definitely human. So, but again, it, it comes back to that level of self-awareness that we sort of have to be mindful of ourselves, our thoughts, our behaviors. What are we doing? What are we repeating? You know, all those sorts of things. So, you know, that's a huge part of mental health. I see that all the time um, in that, you know, the counseling in the mental health industry. Um, it's interesting with tarot and people that are spiritual probably a little bit less because they're coming to me with that already with that open mind yeah and they've already they're probably already tapped into themselves yeah that's right and they're actively seeking the answers and knowing that they play a big role in that so you're kind of halfway there which is great you know um yeah but i definitely definitely have seen i think we all do it to a degree some more than others i suppose yeah lana i mean that's that's the initial thought of when you're going through those troubling periods it's like well why is this happening to me you know what right. have i done to deserve this and da 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 da, da. And, and and until i got over that phase mm. yeah i wasn't getting better yeah and, and so do you think that you're seeing that a little bit more over the last couple of years i mean it's been a challenging time for almost everyone really mm. in in one level or another um have you seen more of that look it's hard to say it's sort of yes and no everyone's become it's almost like people have been divided right. into two two groups almost you know there's the ones that have become really insular and just like okay reality i can't handle reality <laughs> like it's not pleasant so i don't entirely blame them but it's almost like you go one way or the other it's like everything's fine everything's how it should be and just like completely put the blinkers on like i can't sort of process there's no self-awareness so it's sort of that cognitive dissonance and that really threatens that ego and that sense of self. So we, we can have that or, you know, and they're really, really struggling. Um, or you have the ones, you know, that sort of went, go, hey, hang on, something's not right here. And it's really just, you know, for me, it was a huge, another level of, of waking up, you know, awakening to, in myself and going, well, hang on, this isn't, you know, this isn't right. And looking at the role that I play in the world and, and my own life and my family and how, what impact I have. So really just layers and layers and layers, you know, and it's been evolving for the past few years. So yeah, it's, it's hard to answer that because I see both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Anna, I think the ongoing. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, everyone's on their own journey, so it's not right or wrong either. I think the difference this time that I'm seeing is that you know, for a long time now, we've been talking about how it's necessary to talk about your trauma and, you know, on, on a collective as well. However, mm-hmm. there's 
complete silence. And, and, and there's mm. not the only one who thinks this around what has happened in the last three years and the control of, of governments. Yeah. And silence to me is concerning because you know where it ends up, right? Like in at the end, it's shame, it's trauma internalized in the body. Absolutely. And messed up. Like if we don't start talking, because every single day there's a new crisis and it's almost laughable in a way now. Like, and yeah, it's, it is totally switched off because already. Yeah, it's so I'm not sure how, how do we how do we mend humanity without talking about the control? Right. Well, I think, we, you know, first of all, we need to acknowledge what's happening and that if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Yeah. So again, back to spirituality, trusting your instinct, trust your intuition, um, trust what's right in front of your face. You know, it's almost like we've been gaslit. It's like an abusive ex that says, hey, this isn't reality. You know, this is reality. What I'm telling you, it's no, you know, that guy's saying, oh, that's not true. You know, tell you not to believe yourself, really. It's funny, my partner showed me yesterday a news article that said, apparently now global warming is causing heart attacks. Well, that's a, that's a good one. They're getting really creative now. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's a big elephant in the room. It's been there for a while now. Um, and I think it's up to the individual, you know, how, you asked the question, how do we heal? I think we have to start with ourselves as mm. they, you know, that old saying, start, start local, yeah. start with your own community. But I think we have to start with ourselves first, because if we're not sort of in aligned or in balance, or, you know, if we're disconnected from ourselves, again, back to that spirituality, then how are we going to mend? How are we going to heal anyone else? Or, or the boundaries so that this this the control i guess mechanisms don't happen you know mm -hmm. it's always a lot of the time issues with boundaries that that's people struggle with that in all areas of their life but i think that's manifested into a a great big beast and that also needs to be part of the conversation yeah like yeah always yeah like there's been a lot of trauma yeah a lot of trauma and a lot of healing that's yet to take place I think over what's happened to us all over the past few years. And I think it's only probably starting to dawn on us now, you know, again, everyone's on their different stage or journey. That's okay. You know, we'll see it differently. Some, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of trauma. I've seen it really affect people's mental health. You know, I mean, that I've been in that industry for years and I've, the past few years has just been unbelievable. Mm. Really, really sad. Been with, especially people who are, you know, institutionalized or people who are, you know, needing mental health support on a daily or 24 hour basis, which is a job that I used to do as well. And that was uh, when COVID really hit, when it really first hit. And so people that are already struggling, that already need support just to survive every day, man, they really, they really felt it, you know, children. I watched my own children start developing anxiety and getting depressed because they weren't allowed outside. They couldn't see their friends and not, not really understanding why. And I can't give them a good answer because I don't get it either. Mm. It doesn't make sense. You know, we've, we've been told a lot of things that I'm not necessarily seeing evidence of. Yeah. And I'm just told to believe it. It doesn't feel right. So again, I think it's back to trusting our, ourselves. We have to get back to that individual place where we go, Hey, if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Yeah. And so Melanie and I, we did an episode, an end of year episode, not last year, but the year before. Mm -hmm. And we actually spoke even back then. That, so that was, you know, well over 12 months ago, 18 months ago, where we were saying that 
there was a, that period of time where you just didn't know what the information was because one mm. moment we're being told one thing, the next moment it was another thing. Then this yeah. information was correct and then that information was not correct. We're also told that, you know, um, you know trust the science, but we're, we've got to the stage where we've got the science in Australia is totally different to what the scientists are saying in Sweden or the UK. So what, what is right? Well, we don't know. So there's so much confusion. There was a lot of conflicting information. And that's there's where... a lot of conflicting information. Right. Yeah. So I think that you're right. I mean, so what you need to do is, is to, is to look within and be able to sort of, uh, you know, find that inner strength, find that, um, you know, that inner, inner voice that's, that's guiding your intuition um, that, that, you know, a, a lot of people have struggled with. Definitely. I think that's, you know, society is a, a big part of, of that as well. You know, we, we have been, you know, over decades, we've become really disconnected from ourselves. And if we, you know, if we are spiritual, if we are have more faith or we talk about intuition or trusting ourselves, we're, we're mocked or laughed at, you know, which is crazy. <laughs> Lana, yeah. how do you start yeah. trusting it's good to see. When, when you may have grown up in a household that did, where you didn't feel safe or where you didn't learn about trust? But I think a lot of this comes down to trusting oneself. Mm. But what does that actually look like? And how, how does someone practically implement that if they particularly didn't grow up in a household that yeah that to happen? That's a good question. I think it's definitely an individual thing. You guys mentioned meditation, yeah, which I'm working at and getting better at. <laughs> I kind of suck at it because my mind, I find it really hard to switch my mind off, which is ironic because I read tarot and I'll do all that thing. But I'm so used to receiving, like I'm a receiver and I'm so used to having all these messages come in. It's, it is hard to sort of switch it off for me. So it's something I'm practicing. That being said, it is that, as you mentioned, Sean, that inner voice. I think meditation, if people can do that, I think that's a really wonderful place to start. Mm. But even on a, you know, on a really simple level to, to begin with, you know, if, when we are doubting ourselves, I mean, we probably do this numerous times a day where we go, oh, I, I want, you know, we make a decision or a choice about something and then we question ourselves. Yes. Mm. Or maybe, oh, we have that self-doubt, the little voice comes back in and says, oh, no, I'm probably wrong or I'm going to, you know, we kind of talk ourselves down. We or it's ourselves. too hard. It's too hard. Right. It's too difficult. Right. Yeah. So if we can sort of change the dialogue, the internal dialogue there and go, well, hang on, why? Is that true? You know, really, in, you know, question ourselves and not in a self-doubting way, but where are these doubts coming from? Almost be our own counsellors, if you will. So why am I having that thought? Why am I doubting myself? What feels right? And our bodies will tell us. Mm. It's amazing. Our bodies will actually tell us if something feels good, we feel relaxed, we feel joy, we feel happy. If something doesn't feel right, our minds can talk us into a lot of stuff. But if you've got that niggling little feeling in your gut that says, don't do it, you should probably listen to that. So our bodies are actually you know, very connected. Our bodies know what's going on, but we've been conditioned or we've learned to doubt ourselves, to not trust ourselves or our bodies that literally will tell us every day. So it's, it's practice. It definitely takes practice. It's not just gonna happen overnight it's something that you know we all need to work on so what what's some of the things that you could suggest on how to practice that well I, again i'll go to the the internal dialogue you know practice having conversations with yourself when you hear that little inner critic um you know that self-doubt creep in sit down with it 
don't try and push it away or you know i'm all about confronting confronting things and that okay. if you have that little voice that says oh i can't do it why you know really really question that voice almost have a sit down and have a conversation with it that's that's one thing that i do that i find is really really helpful another way would be you know like as you guys do sit down in silence meditation that can take practice as well um grounding yourself it, it takes time it takes practice but it really is about changing that internal dialogue i think number one i think that's where we have to start yeah and one of the things that i found too is that sometimes you don't have to make a decision straight away or no. you, you don't have to react straight away and, and i think you know i've always been pretty decisive you know like I, mm -hmm. and i've always really trusted my intuition actually yeah. it's always been um in fact the times where I, i've been at my worst is when i haven't trusted mm -hmm. it and i've always gone i knew i shouldn't have done that like right we all say that don't we oh, i knew absolutely. it i knew it yeah <laughs> but we and, didn't listen well we didn't listen or we or i reacted too quickly mm -hmm. and um so for me it's sometimes it's just about saying all right well i'm just going to kind of meditate on that for a bit or go for a walk go for a little bush walk go for a swim go you know get go out on the boat whatever, whatever it is a little yeah. bit of nature Nature's so I can sort of just favorite. roll that over a little bit. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, grounding in nature is such a powerful tool as well, Sean. Yeah. 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 Nature is amazing, but sometimes uh, you're getting little hints from the universe. Like at the moment, I've been wanting to write about something for a long time now. And mm -hmm. it's, I wake up pretty much every night of the moment, like two or three in the morning with the whole speech written in my head. I can almost see it like in my like writing it mm -hmm. it's like in my mind's eye i guess and it's relentless and i know that until i do that it's not going to go so it, it's not always about like it's all critical meditation and nature but um particularly if you're you know if you do have some intuition or you know when messages are coming in mm -hmm. it's almost like your soul's knocking at the door and they're like, you need to act on this and you need to act on yep. this, move to the next stage of, you know, Definitely. Or something, yeah. you know, and speak up or. You'll find, I think the more you practice, it's so funny, Mel, because I have, you know, premonitions and dream dreaming is a huge part of my, my spirituality, I guess, because that's, I've had premonitions. I've had really out there stuff come true, like over the years, um, some really horrible stuff too, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, dreaming's always been a huge one for me. And I think if if you can open up that doorway, you know, if you really practice and, and really allow yourself to strengthen your intuition, um, you, you'll be amazed. The subconscious mind is just incredible. And the messages that come through, I think I told my partner about something. I wake up and went, oh, if I remember it, it's a message. That's my, my thing. So I'm like, okay, I've got to tell you something. It made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. No sense. I had no even know what I, was, what I was talking about. He went, oh, okay, he said, I better write that down. So you could write this down. You need to know this. They told me to tell you. So <laughs> we'll see in a few months if it, you know, what happens. It made no sense to me. It's so funny, but they told me to tell him. So it, it's funny how it works, you know, but it, everyone's different. Everyone has a different experience, I yeah. guess, with that. But I, I love that, Mel. I'm very similar. It's like, you're, yeah, your subconscious, your soul will, will be knocking at the door going, come on, come on, girl, let's get to yeah. work. <laughs> I think a lot of it too is that resistance to change, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, that's where, you know, intuition for me has always played a really strong part is that, 
you know something's either not right or you want to make a change you want to do something else but it's that fear and usually usually in my experience and from talking to other people that fear comes from that conditioning it's mm-hmm. a self sense of identity it's well yeah. well what a what are other people going to think if I mm. make make this change or make this choice? Um, so yeah. for me, that's where that's where I really rely on that intuition and, and and my spiritual self to sort of say, well, who cares what other people think? That's the hardest bit. Yeah, mm. it really is. Yeah, that resistance mm. where you know things are going in a certain direction. It's going to change on you anyway, eventually. Yeah, and it's funny. I I can be real stick in the mud sometimes i'm not a big fan of change i've learned to embrace it in more recent years but oh boy i'd be happy i'll stay in my comfort zone and just not not move not change not go anywhere but the universe has a way of of kicking you in the butt when it needs to and a lot of big changes in my life has have been forced on me yeah you know and it's been for the better but man i needed to kick up the backside to to get there sometimes so i've learned to embrace it and I've learned to worry less about what people think of me and focus more on what do I think of me? Mm, I'm absolutely. the one that has to, you know, go to sleep every night and, and let's look at myself in the mirror every day. Can I live with that, what I'm doing? So at the end of the day, the only person I've got to answer to is myself. It's funny, isn't it? It should be, it should be the easiest thing, but it's not. It's actually, for me, it's always the hardest thing. I'm always worried about what other people think. Usually for me, I was like, I'm either pretty hard on myself or I'm pretty good on myself. Um, but it's always that conditioning of identity and, and, and I've talked about this over many episodes that that's the problem. It's, it's half the time you're sort of fighting against that, your own self and your own intuition because you're worried about what that's going right. to mean to your identity and what other people think. And it's subconscious too. That's what makes it so difficult because mm. this stuff, you know, it is, it's like back to psychology. It is childhood. It is conditioning from the day we're born and it it's subconscious. It's so deeply ingrained that it, mm. man, it takes some, a lot of hard work to change, yeah. to change that. But I think that, that self-awareness and even the fact that you say that, that's like, you're halfway there. That's the, you know, I'd say it's the first step. But I think if you have that, if you're that open-minded and you're already willing and you want it enough, then you're halfway there. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. the last few years also, like I, I know, and you guys would know people like this too, and they tend to be like in their 60s, 50s and 60s, who've literally grown up in the same suburb, lived now still in the same suburb, lived in the same house, married someone from high school, had been in the same job. There are people who've lived like that. So I think the last few years I would have found would be quite shocking to them, but those people I know in that situations actually haven't changed much, like in terms of internal, they just, that was like, okay, well, this is happening. Like it was some external event. So I'm, I'm, I was, I've always used to beat myself up about, cause like you, Lana, I, I have to, mm-hmm. like, if I don't listen to my intuition, it just comes along. This is it. You're changing. Oh yeah. And I, you know, I try to mm-hmm. recognize it now, but there, there are a lot of people who seemingly have gone through life seemingly with no, or just actually make themselves like so stable that's that chaos is unlikely to find them but mm. yeah i've often wondered about that is that just some people's life path you know everyone has a different life path but there 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 are some people who resist change so much that they their lives literally don't look much different from their no. 20s, 30s 40s 50s and 60s like i i just don't know how that happens my big question there is are they happy 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, eventually Mm. something's going to happen. You can't avoid that change, you know, either their, their husband or their wife or their loved ones are going to die or get sick or, Mm. you know, um, they may struggle with it in, in a financial situation. They might have their career change because of a mm. technological advancement. Eventually, they're going to have to deal with it. But, and I mean, at the moment, everything's changing so fast. I, I mean, I can't remember a period of time where things have changed so rapidly. I just think that being able to deal with change being able to adapt uh to you know challenging situations is going to be so vital yeah, for, for the future yeah it's been a roller coaster the past few years and i think it's really been a case of sink or swim for a lot of people yeah it's really showing us what we're made of in a lot of ways yeah, yeah absolutely and i mean some people have been able to get through you know working from home relatively unscathed um, you know, and, and other people have had, had to make radical changes just to survive. But I mean, there's big changes coming. I mean, for, for all those people that are able to work from home, you know, that those jobs are going to be ju- uh, under threat soon anyway, because a mm. lot of that stuff's just going to be done by AI. So they're going to have yeah. to deal with that change soon. So yeah, there's a lot of there's the change is rapid and, and, and whether people have, sort of gone through the last couple of years relatively unscathed. Well, there's some challenging years ahead. So yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's um, you know, and and things geopolitically are probably, you know, you know, the most unstable it in, in our now. life. In our yeah. lifetimes. Maybe not our mm. grandparents if if we're lucky to have them alive, but definitely our lifetimes we've never seen a more challenging environment. I oh, don't gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't imagine my grandparents, um, God bless them, they've passed away years ago, but I can't imagine them dealing with what we've been through in the past few years mm. very well, you know. Yeah, I, I lost my 96-year-old pop in June 2020 and it was like you can't hug him at the end and all this sort of stuff, right? So it was all, but you know what, there was a part of me that was, because he wanted to go, he kept saying he's been wanting to go for years and I was he's ready. I'm yeah. just glad that it didn't, you know, it was 2020 and not, you know, there was yeah. a of me that just wanted because he lived all this life and he was very confused in the end. He's like, why can't I hug my, you know, because he was slipping in now. Yeah. And, you know, it was mm. really, really tough. Mm. So, you know, but yeah, was just going back to kids. You know, I, it was in the ABC today that one in five children during the lockdowns, particularly in Victoria, didn't actually have a safe place at home and their parents were working from home and they were in these toxic, violent households. And, you know, not only, I mean, that's a big stat, one in five, and there is a big crisis in Victoria with mental health, particularly everywhere, but Victoria, um, you know. They got I, hit really hard. Yeah. yeah. And so how how do we help children heal and move through the next phase if parents haven't had an opportunity, you know, like from yeah. the collective? That's a good question, Mel. I, I'll be honest, I don't have a definitive answer for that like I think that's something that I'll definitely doing what I do for a living it's something I feel really passionately really strongly about and it's something I'll continue probably over the next few years is figuring out how to do that because you know we are limited I I work from home myself at the moment 
Um, hopefully that changes soon. But yeah, it is, it's really challenging. It's really challenging. I think, first of all, giving them ac access, you know, I do, myself, I do tele telehealth with my counseling practice. So giving them access, you know, and again, that can be tricky sometimes if they're in an environment, a certain environment at home where they're not easily able to get access to telehealth. Um, but, you know, giving them a, sp a space where they're safe that they can talk about it. I think again, you know, as was mentioned before, you know, spirituality, it, doesn't necessarily have to come into it, but I think that sort of acceptance, that open-minded mentality, rather than just doing the clinical diagnosis sort of routine, I think that needs to change. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of things need to change, but you know, like I said, I don't have all the answers, but I'm certainly gonna do my best to to find some in the coming years with what I do. I was de I yeah. found this um like Oracle card deck called Because I Love myself and it was perfect for teenagers I was giving them out to my nieces and a few I had a couple of clients teenage girls in Victoria mm -hmm. I was talking to him and coaching through and they were so open to that and it was just put, putting up a vision board and affirmations and oracle cards that that outside of mental health telehealth and all of that 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 also provided great relief, even just that gateway yes. spirituality and yes. beautiful imagery on those cards. And so I yeah. think the combination, exactly what you do is, yeah. is to me, what definitely be healing, like combining, being open to spirituality and the tools that are used with that. And for yeah. those who are still more traditional then absolutely yeah look I, I don't want to sort of come across as like i'm forcing it and this is the answer for everybody because it's definitely not but you know oh gosh yes like when i was a teenager you know i absolutely like i said i've always been spiritual but man i loved you know i got into all the, the witchy little things and nothing negative i was never drawn to the dark or the negative you know oh so satan and nothing never appealed to me at all never has never will it's always been you know the good do do things for good um, but I've always loved that. And it, to me, it was so empowering and so calming, I guess, you know, in, in what I had those, I think you mentioned, Sean, you know, during moments of crisis in our lives, that tends to be when I've got the most spiritual connection yeah. and, and yeah. really just gone, oh, wow, like, it's me and that's it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it really, you know, I was forced to sort of reconnect with myself and that intuition and that trust because man i hit rock bottom you know at some mm. points in life as we all do and that's definitely when i've been at my most spiritual because it's just you know that connection comes back in it's like hey we're here we've got you you know i think there's another deck mail called the universe has your back and it absolutely does it really really does we've just got to trust that and that's a big 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 ask sometimes to have trust unwavering trust in ourselves as part of the universe man i could go on <laughs> so Lani, you don't have to tell us those what what led to that those rock bottoms if you if you're not comfortable but i'd love to know what you did to help get yourself out sure. uh, look i had you know in my first year children the relationship broke down with their father right um unfortunately there was a bit of domestic violence and not not a fun time at all um and so, yeah, that was a very, very tough time for me. I became a single mother. Um, I was going through extreme financial hardship, going through all the emotions that, that came with that and all the, you know, all those huge changes. And also, you know, the fear that, you know, someone who's a perpetrator of domestic violence might come back and continue to 
be abusive, or can, which which they did in any way they could, maybe not physically, but certainly mentally and financially. So yeah, that was definitely a, a big crisis time in my life. Um, I was also finishing my psychology degree at the time. So man, that was an interesting time for me, <laughs> yeah. but also very healing at the same time. And that was when I really, really, really connected back into my spirituality and I started doing my tarot again. Um, I, I do like to practice, what, I guess, what you could call magic. You could call it manifestation. You could call it accessing the quantum field if you want to get sciencey about it. All the same thing, same thing. Can you explain um, that a little bit more? Sure. So <laughs> accessing it is, oh, man, this, is, this could go for a really long time. <laughs> that's okay i'll try and keep it simple yeah I'll keep it simple but i'd love to know but look, i'll give that. you an, i'll give you an example so back to you know that that sort of crisis period of time i you know i started to to do magic again and for me what magic is and you know it's never about you know if you go back and you know there's sort of a wiccan sort of way of doing it i'm a solitary practitioner i don't subscribe to any sort of one way of doing things or another or any groups or anything like that i'm not into that um i just do my own thing and so it's never about harming anyone or, you know, you don't get, go against someone's free will, any of those. There's universal laws that I've always respected and I continue to do so. But this was about protection. I had to protect myself, my children, my house, you know. So I did did some little things. I accessed the, the quantum field and I simply asked God or the universe. I asked spirit, whatever you want to call it, you know. There's many different names. Uh, and I, I access that you can you can use tools to help you, but really it's just you. You are the tool. So again, you can easily access that within your meditation practice as well, Sean. Um, I think yeah. you probably already have done that. Yeah. If you're doing it consistently, yeah. And so really, once once you get into that that state of mind, um, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do. And there are many different ways to do it, but meditation is a wonderful a wonderful one to do. Yeah. Do you think that it also and it works? <laughs> it works. Yeah, right, right. And do you think that it also just makes you hyper aware of of what you require at the time? Yes. So you mean the crisis or the spirituality or the the the, the affirmations? The, the affirmations. Yeah, like yeah. using that as a tool. I mean, I. I have done that in my mm -hmm. meditation. Yeah. And so for me, where that's been successful ha has meant that I, it just makes me aware of, of, of it all day. You know, mm -hmm. like if, I, if I'm really trying to work through something and really trying to make something a, a manifest. reality, manifest yeah. something, mm -hmm. yeah. then it, it means that for me, it just means that I'm hyper aware of what, is around me that gives me that opportunity well you're accessing your subconscious right so, so the subconscious loves repetition so you can go you know this is again with um you know a lot of uh, psychologists did this you know 20 50 years ago with conditioning pavlov's dog you know there's so many psychological experiments out there that are a great example of this of conditioning conditioning the subconscious mind um and that's essentially what we're doing and because we are part of the quantum universe, the quantum field, it's sort of like we're a kid in a candy store sometimes. But yeah, that being said, if your subconscious is telling you, you might think you want something, but your subconscious knows better, you won't get it. 
Right. And it's funny because I've been playing around with this for years, you know, like a kid. I'm like, hey, let's have a bit of, it's a bit of fun, you know, see see what I can, what I can make happen. And for me, moving is a great example. I've moved house several times in the past four, five years and always bigger. I'm always leveling up. So I started off in a very small house with my, my two daughters. I then made my partner move to a bigger house. And then I said, ah, oh, yeah, next I want to move to the mountains. I really want to move to the mountains. And that was about two years ago in the midst of the crazy, the crazy circus that we were all enduring. I went, that's it. I'm out of here. I want to go to the mountains. I want a beautiful big house in the mountains. Two years later, here I am. Mm. I just had it in here and it was so, I just knew, I said, I'm going to go out there. It's happened. And to the point where I believed it, my subconscious believed it and it became my reality. So it can take a while. It can take, it can happen like that. It can take years. But yeah, it is really conditioning the subconscious mind. And if you want it and you believe in it and you believe in yourself, yeah, you'll get it. I think there is divine timing to like, is it, you know, oh, yeah. like law of attraction really hurt the movement a bit where people thought they could instantly manifest something and yeah. disregarding the, the subconscious program. But I also think obviously, you know, if you're wanting to meet a partner, then they also have to be aligned with that and what's going on for them. It's not like you mm-hmm. want to appear at the door. So I think, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That but yeah. Um, and you've got to be ready for it. If you're not ready for it, it's not going to you've got to trust that it's coming. Like for me, like I, I, you know, I, when I met Aaron, I was 40. I thought it was never coming. I'd never live with a man. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be, you know, but I actually right deep down. I knew that I was going to yeah. get a couple of cats. Yeah, I like, <laughs> yeah. But there was a real big, deep part of me that knew, but um, I just didn't trust the timing. Like it was going mm. to happen. And then when, when it happened, then I realized that a lot of things had to happen before that could happen. And also the same for Aaron. Like we've got these, you know, you, you don't absolutely popularity. Yeah. Like if you're trying to manifest and even with homes, I've been the same as you manifesting where I want to live, but you also mm-hmm. get things that has to be available, that property come up, then it's got to be, so it's all just it's all timing, but timing definitely time, putting your but, desires out. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't come without work, does it? I mean, no, that's no. the other thing, you know, if you just sort of say, well, you know, I want to, I want, you know, $200,000 in my bank <laughs> next year. And, and I'm going like, to sit be on great. the couch and yeah, We can all just do that and I really believe that that's going to happen. Right. You know, like, um, you know, you've got to be able to sort of say, well, you, okay, well, I want to manifest whatever, whatever it is, whether it's a, a new house or it's a, you know, a new career or it's a new place to live or it's a change in environment like you can't just sort of expect that it's going to happen like you still got to kind of look look around for for um you know whatever those opportunities are like mel and i talk about it with this podcast all the time like we, we sort of yeah. spoke about well how are we going to make this happen what are we going to do where are we going to get guests or where are we going to get how are we going to get it to the next level and say oh, okay well let's manifest <laughs> well yeah. okay so it's almost like we're not really having a joke about it we're kind of serious about it but also okay well i'm going to research this i'm going to look into this aspect of things and things you've got to, put the work in. You've got yeah. to kind of put the yeah. work together and then yeah. all of a sudden okay that's what we're going to do and there's a law i can't remember it's similar through. to balance so you, you get it's about give and take so if you want something you've got to give something yeah yeah that's i think that's true of life in general you know um but yeah, that's definitely true. I, I have definitely found that to work and make things happen a lot faster. If I if I give something, you know, if I give an offering or I give something for free, I say, I really want 
some more clients or something, I'll go and do a free webinar. I'll go and do something for free, you know, offer my services and, and put myself out there. Once I do that, the universe will pay me in kind. Yeah. I mean, I've got a story of, of my experience a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I've got a small, you know, garden maintenance, lands, landscape and garden maintenance business. And it was just sort of getting to the stage where it was just too much for me on my own. I needed some help. And mm-hmm. I um, thought to myself, the young guy across the road, I'm sure he's just about to finish school. I'm pretty sure he'll go to university. It'd be the ideal job for him. Hmm. And that was probably in, you know, halfway through the year that I thought that. And then so a couple of months later, he was out shooting hoops across the street. So me in my mid-40s went over and said, hey, Harry, let, let me have a shot. So I, I played a bit of basketball with him and I said, when do you finish school? And he said, oh, yeah, i finish in about a month's time. And I said, are you going to uni? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to uni. I don't start till March. And I said, oh, you're going to get a job or anything like that? He said, yeah. I've just applied for a job at Aldi and, uh, but I don't really want to work in retail. I want to just sort of do something physical and active. And yeah. I said, do you want to come and work for me? And he said, yeah. oh, that'd be great. And he, and he said, when, when can I start? And I said, yeah. well, give me a call when you finish school. Well, he rang me the day he finished school. He said, I'm ready to start today. Yeah. And that just came from me sort of thinking, that'd be a really good job for him. And I think, yeah. and I did think, It'd be a re- and it, and it is. It's the ideal job. While he's yeah. at uni, he's definitely he's available in my peak season. When he goes back to uni, he just wants to do one or two days a week, and I'm a bit yeah. quiet. It's just perfect. And that it's that perfect. happened by me just putting it out there, right? Thinking. I wonder what he was right manifesting. <laughs> Maybe he was manifesting that job too, Sean. Probably. Same. <laughs> well, I don't want to work in retail. I, I don't. Do yeah. Physical because he's I'll an be active, outside, active sort of athletic kind of guy. He's pretty shy and quiet. Doesn't like talking to people much. Yeah. He only has to talk to me, really. So <laughs> he probably <laughs> was. Yeah. You know, and it's that's that's an that example works. of how that works for me. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. Like I find that, you know, it, it's funny, like life's, life will throw these little connections at you just at the right time. Alana, we've been on for a while. What's, to wrap it up, what's your top three tips to develop your own spiritual self, your sense of your inner knowing? Or the top, top three tips. Oh, the pressure. Okay, first one, the trust. We've got to have the trust. So going back into that, you know, practicing intuition, We've got to trust ourselves and the universe or God, spirit, like I said, whatever you want to call it. Even if you disubscribe to religion, you know, I respect, I want to mention that too. Like I do respect all religions and all beliefs and all, all spiritual things that people do, you know, as long as you have that trust, you have that faith and you're doing good things in the world. I think it's wonderful, Yeah. but you've got to trust yourself first. That's number one. Number two, I'd say self-awareness, self-work, you know, Sean, we were talking earlier about, you know, that little niggling voice and the self-doubt and, and, you know, rewording the dialogue that we have. Cause that, you know, I said trust is number one, but it's really hard to sort of reprogram that subconscious mind. So I think if you can look into that, you know, do some research. Do some research. It's easily accessible to everyone these days, which is brilliant. But do don't some trust, research. Don't trust everything that you're told. No, be discerning. Be discerning. Use your own mind. You have one, use it. 
don't don't you know don't do the research but don't rely on external sources for validation yes back to self-trust again but you have to be discerning and if you're not sure sit on it like you said sean come back to it later it's okay you don't have to have all the answers i certainly don't mm. but you know keep practicing keep doing it and number three i wouldn't be a green lady lana if i didn't say nature <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the green lady because it's well, it, my com job. it comes through in all of our episodes, Lana. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, nature is such a huge, huge part of spirituality for me. Yeah. And connecting to you know, it, it grounds you immediately. You could be having a stressful day. You go outside, put your feet on the ground in the grass, yeah. be near the trees, and man, I feel amazing. You feel good. Do you see faces in trees? Pardon? Do you see faces in trees? Oh yes. Me out when I and rocks and water <laughs> everywhere. Oh, all the time. I talk to them too. I love them. I love trees. I'm mad. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, there's a lot of research about talking to plants. I'm a gardener and music. There is. They make music. Yeah. Wow. That's they right. They make beautiful music. Yeah. There's hey, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff out there that you know. Do it, do some research and man, you'll find some amazing, incredible stuff out there. And it's all science back too, you know, oh, a lot I of mean, it, which is fantastic. Finally, you know. Yes. Well, I just read this amazing article about the interconnectedness of trees mm -hmm. and the the it's whole network. The communication yeah. is being researched, especially around mushrooms. Mushrooms, yes. The mycelium network. Oh yeah, my goodness. The That's network. incredible. That if, yeah. if people want to have a look into that. Um, we should put a couple of links on our I highly Instagram. recommend doing that. It's incredible. It's fascinating. And, yeah. and, it, and it is fascinating how, um, you know, those networks are, are connected. And, and mm. uh, you know, our previous guest was talking about, um, uh, you know, the interconnectedness of nature, how she found the interconnectedness oh. of nature. And yeah. she said, oh, you know, it might sound a little bit crazy, but it's actually not. It's totally real. Absolutely is. And it is one giant ecosystem. And us as humans, part of our problem yeah modern society is that we're so disconnected from that whereas really right. we're part of it we're part of it and it heals us it gives us so many things it feeds us it nourishes us it protects us it gives us shelter it Food. speaks to us it loves us we gotta love it back yeah. absolutely hey listen we could talk all day easily oh yeah and this <laughs> and this has really been fascinating and um probably one of our more uplifting episodes lana so thanks so much but what we do, even though we've talked about everything really positively today, and I've really enjoyed it, but what we do finish up with is all of our guests, we ask, what's their hopes for the future? So what, what is it for you, Lana? What are you hoping for for the future? Look, Sean, I think at the moment, you know, for myself personally, but also for, the, for everyone in the world, after the rough years that we've had, I, I think it's time to start healing. You know, and spirituality hopefully is, is a beautiful part of that. And, you know, let's do it. Let's work together and let's trust ourselves more. Let's love each other more and ourselves and, and work on, on healing. So I think the life, you know, life is beautiful. The world is a beautiful place. Let's enjoy it. Well, that's a great way to end, Lana. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much, <laughs> Lana. That was it's a beautiful ending. Thanks, guys. Well, Thanks so much for listening, Lana. It's been a real pleasure. Just how, how can people connect with you, Lana? Is there a way that, you know, people can contact sure. you or get in contact yeah, with you? So they can go onto my website. It's greenlady.com.au. And I'm on Instagram as well, greenladytarot. Okay, so follow Lana if you want to get some 
um, more information on spirituality and tarot. Um, I, I follow your page, Lana. I always find it really fascinating. So, um, and I know that you're a big supporter of our show. So thanks so much. Thanks, Melanie, Mark. thanks again. Thanks for finding Lana, another great guest. But um, hey, look, we just let, like to let everyone know again that we're developing our balanced brain journal. So a lot of the things that we discussed today, you can actually um, start to journal out. Mel, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, so it's a it's like a, a journal, a wellness journal, but it covers the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional. And it'll just have prompts and tips in there and, and a ways of pages for journaling and just prompts that will prompt journaling um, and ways to develop intuition. Yep. Uh, yeah, lots of tips in there. So ways to develop, develop self-awareness. That's pretty much will be, I guess, the under, underlying basis of it because everything every tool in that journal will help towards that. So I think that that's probably the overriding thing is developing self-awareness and insight. Yeah, so keep an eye out on our Instagram page. We'll also have a website up soon um, where you'll be able to uh, download our um, wellness journal. So the Balanced Brain Wellness Journal. So um, keep an eye out for it. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Lana, thanks again. Thank you very Great much, to meet you. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you. Good sure. to see you again. Thanks everyone. See you again soon.